Welcome to the Live Well, Perform Better podcast. My name is David Duggan and I'm the director of Below the Line, an Irish-based consultancy specialising in helping people, teams and organisations raise their levels of consciousness, inner potential and performance. I am part of a team made up of experts from the worlds of business, elite sport, adventure and health and well-being. We are coaches, mentors and advisors to some of the world's biggest companies and organisations, as well as smaller businesses, entrepreneurs and people looking to make their mark in the world. Our guiding mantra at Below the Line is live well, perform better. What does that mean, you might ask? Good question. Maybe the easiest way to describe it from our perspective is finding the formula that works for you when it comes to things like looking after your physical and mental health, running your business, developing your career, leading your people, or simply being able to show up as brilliantly as possible into your own life, both for yourself and those around you. That's why each week I sit down with a member of our team or an invited guest for a conversation that focuses on the question, what do the words live well, perform better mean to you? This question is a way into exploring with people from a range of different backgrounds, industries and disciplines. What are the practices, techniques, habits or ideas that they use to help them to show up and be at their best in all areas of their lives? whether that's as CEOs, leaders or managers, or as parents, family members or friends. We keep it short and sweet so that you can extract all the good stuff and get on with the rest of your day and hopefully put some of our knowledge, experience and expertise into play for yourself. This week I'm delighted to be joined by another very special guest, Jenny White. Jenny is a qualified nutritionist and co-founder of Bioga Nutrition, business that works with both individuals and organizations providing advice guidance and coaching on how we can build better habits around our diet lifestyle choices and our relationship with food jenny spoke to me about her career journey from the legal profession to that of nutritionist what drives her to do what she does and how as a self-employed business owner and mother she looks after herself by following the advice she gives to her clients which is ultimately about making and keeping things as organized simple and repeatable as possible This is a must-listen conversation for anyone interested in the role that food plays in our health, why good nutrition is really simple and easy, as well as why we should be paying attention to the four pillars of movement, diet, sleep and stress so that we can be at our best as often as we can. You can subscribe at www.belowtheline.ie where you can stay up to date with our podcast as well as our exclusive online events and sessions including our Press Pause coaching community. Thanks for listening. And see you next week. Before we start this week's episode, I'd like to take a minute to let you know about the next in-person event we are hosting on the 2nd and 3rd of March 2023 in the beautiful Brook Lodge Hotel and Spa in McCredden Village, County Wicklow. Our first elemental leadership experience took place earlier in October 2022 and it went so well that we've decided to do it all again. As we all know, The past few years have been a mixed experience for us all. For some, it has been about stress management, coping and surviving, both personally and professionally, while for others, it has been a time for recovery, reflection and self-care. Either way, we all know and can see that yet again, our world is changing, and with it, so must our mindset, our attitude and our energy, which is why we're offering you the opportunity to recharge your leadership rediscover your performance edge and re-inspire yourself to successfully meet the moment and challenge of right now. At the Elemental Leadership Experience, you will be a participant in two days of inspiring sessions, workshops and talks facilitated by the Below the Line team of expert business and performance coaches, 
all while enjoying wonderful accommodation and hospitality in a beautiful part of the world with a group of like-minded, success-orientated people. Places are limited, so if this sounds like something you want to be a part of, head over to www.belowtheline.ie for full details on how you can reserve your place and avail of our early bird rate, an offer which extends until the 1st of December 2022. Thanks for listening, and now, on with the show. So Jenny, thanks very, very much for giving me your time. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, the traditional pod, uh, question on this podcast is, please tell me, why do you do what you do? So, well, thanks for having me, Dave. Um, I suppose why I do what I do is, firstly, uh, I'm a nutritionist, um, yoga nutrition. I am one of the co-founders. Um, the reason I got into nutrition um, was because I just loved it. I was working in the legal field um, in, a, in a former life. And while I liked it, it just felt a bit like the grind, getting up every day, clocking in, clocking out. You know, there was elements I loved about it. I loved some of the people I worked with, um, all that kind of thing. But ultimately, it just didn't light that fire for me. Um, and, and I started to wonder, you know, what do I like? What would I like to be doing? And I, I kind of just accidentally fell into nutrition, to be honest. Um, I ended up watching a couple of food documentaries, um, started reading some articles, and I just thought, wow, this is so interesting. How, how do more people not know about this? And I just kept going, kept going in that direction, and I'm still going, to be honest. And it was just that I just found something I loved and was just passionate about. And the more I knew, the more I wanted to know. So I just figured that was a good a good um, career path to try keep going on that I hopefully I wouldn't get bored and it would always be um, would always be interesting. Something you mentioned there that just jumped out at me right away. How do not how do people not mo- know more about this stuff? How do we not know more about this stuff in your view? Oh, I think I think there's a there's a lot of reasons, to be honest, there. And um, I suppose some of the immediate ones that come to my head are, well, there's a lack of education, I, I think. Um, again you can delve deeper into any of these avenues I mean I I think there's a bit of mixed uh, messages in the media I think there's a lot of kind of clever marketing and that kind of thing which has taken over for some people you know um products and sales is the goal behind some of the food sometimes I use inverted commas foods they're pushing um and people think they're doing great work buying these you know um these products that are heavily marketed and all the rest and, and not so much. I, I think we're missing that just foundational education on real food. What is real food? Where do you get it? What does, how does the body function? Um, you know, how does the body process it? What, you know, it sounds very simplistic, but why do we eat? You know, obviously the taste and things are great, but actually we need the raw materials for our body to digest take up the nutrients and build our hormones our brain chemicals all these things so we can function that's that's really the bottom line with our food um but i think it's just gotten lost along the way somewhere what is it that people don't know it doesn't have to be complicated pair it right back if your grandmother wouldn't recognize it as food don't bother eating it you know whole foods in their natural state fruits vegetables nuts seeds meat fish eggs rice oats they don't have an ingredients list They're as nature made them. The body knows exactly what to do with them and they're loaded with everything we need. It's not complicated. I think where it gets complicated is some people uh, can kind of lock themselves into these restrictive diets and there's um, fancy packaging and, and calorie counting and number crunching. And, you know, the body's not a number crunching machine. It just wants real food. Um, 
eating in a, a in a relaxed fashion not gobble down on the run not you know not all these things just just pair it right back that that, that you know it's kind of boring advice but that that's the simplest way i could put it yeah and, and, and back to the point you made about um you know fads or skinny teas whatever you want to call them but you know protein bars we all see these things and you kind of think to yourself um that's just it, it seems to me that products like that are kind of saying here's here's a bit of goodness but in a form that you know that that is more palatable but i kind of think that's you know you're kind of you're you're shortchanging yourself there by kind of going down that road as opposed to exactly what you said which is could you pair it back could you keep it a bit more simple um could you adopt that kind of more um old school type of uh, approach it seems yeah and i mean you know one protein bar isn't going to 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 send you on the way to health or anything like that i think it's the small habits daily are, are what actually accumulates to good health you know um and like that can be just just um pairing it back or like think about your food for the day focus on a solid breakfast a better snack you know just eat real food it's not going to be the clever um all singing all dancing protein bar that makes you healthy you know it's it's the sum of all your other daily habits and your 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 food habits throughout the days and the weeks you know yeah yeah so what's what's your um what's your advice to anyone who's coming to you saying um and they can come to you for a variety of reasons i know it could be it could be weight it could be other things related to stress or anxiety but where do you start with someone and how do you how do you get them to start to reframe their relationship with food oh good question and i suppose everyone is different um which makes it tricky and i suppose that's why i love having the chat with people i love having an initial consultation to kind of get a a feel of where they're coming from how do they get to this point um and often it will be different for everyone but I suppose my my one tip is always just start somewhere start with one small change small changes done consistently will add up to big changes in time so maybe for someone it's literally just eating an extra portion of vegetables this week or or, you know every day Uh, I keep doing that and then in two weeks time we'll add in a new habit and we just keep going slowly that way maybe it's just water maybe it's something basic but just make one change and I think even it's a kind of a confidence booster when people are just taking that box going, yes, great, I drank the water today. You kind of feel good about yourself. It's a little bit of a boost and you think you're, you know, you're doing something positive. Um, so make one change is always where I start. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I see this in, in other aspects of our work, but, you know, sometimes people can, they go really big about a lifestyle change and they kind of go, I've got to change everything. And that can just be so overwhelming. So I think what you're saying is now just start with one thing. You're absolutely right. You can build, you can build on a habit, but you've got to start with something. So don't, don't blow this up into some kind of, I'm, I'm ripping up the rule book to start again. Oh yeah. I see it all the time. The, uh, particularly, you know, January, New Year's, everyone is, um, you know, never eating chocolate again, never drinking, doing, you know, the whole works. And they're just setting themselves up to fail. It's too much all in the one go um and it's it's overwhelming like you said um so like I that's why I like to and and for some people sorry there's some people that works well and that's they like that structure um and the rigidity others the majority people I find it doesn't work that well so I like to to start slow and layer things And, and kind of when I chat to people you kind of get a feel of where they're starting and what's a realistic goal for them um you know some people are 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 happier to take on more than others so it's about finding what's a realistic change for somebody 
because everyone's different. What's your experience or what was your experience over the last couple of years in COVID in terms of people and their lifestyle changes? And, and I, I, you know, what did you see or observe from people coming to you? Were there particular trends that you saw or um, was it just take each person as it came? Um, I suppose a mixture. I mean, COVID forced us to go online with consultations, which I thought initially wouldn't work well at all. I was afraid we'd lose that kind of rapport with people, but actually it was great. I think some people were actually far more relaxed in their own homes talking to us and were very open and forthcoming with information. Um, you know, often we talk about very private, personal symptoms or, or um, stressors, emotional things. You wouldn't know, you know, everyone is something different. I suppose there was a mixture of some people saying, right, now I have the time, the space, the opportunity to, to make these changes. I have no excuse. And then whereas others, maybe things had just got too much and they didn't have a choice anymore. They had to, to deal with these symptoms because they were just affecting their life in a real way. So I suppose a mixture of some people had the, the time and the space and thought, OK, now is good. And others were forced to make the change. Um, after that, it was a whole mixture of symptoms in the middle of that. You mentioned something already about little habits and all that type of stuff. So I'm just wondering, what are the little habits that you would engage in to help you um, just on a daily basis, you know, showing up and doing your work, being a mum, everything that you're involved in? Yeah, it's definitely trickier now having become a mum. I suppose it's done two things. One, it's it's slightly altered my routine. Um, let's say, for example, I, I really like yoga. Um, you know, before I would have gone to a yoga class, that sort of thing. But um, since having a, a little person that, that's gone out the window. So now it's uh, YouTube videos at home. Um, so I, I quite like yoga with Adrian. She's in the living room or the bedroom quite a lot. Um, but it's small things. Before I might have done an hour. Now it's 10 minutes, you know. And if I do 10 minutes at the start of the day, I'm kind of happy with myself, to be honest. I might have a, a mat invasion, somebody crawling under my legs doing little things. But look, it's, it still means I get it done, you know, and that kind of sets me up for the day. I don't do it every day, mind you. If I did, it would be great, but that's just not realistic for where I'm at. Um, so I do love to try and get a bit of yoga in a few times a week. Um, another basic one, water, um, you know, like I have my water bottle here. Each night before I go to bed, we kind of get reset for the next day, fill up the water bottles, get my, my little work bag ready of like mixed nuts a piece of fruit I kind of have the bag packed you know in a way um it just sets me up for the next day to not because chances are it's going to be a bit hectic in the morning uh I mightn't get to it and if I don't get to it then I'm on the back foot for the day you know so at least if I have the small bits of prep done I'm more likely to stay on track um we do a small bit of meal planning um and I say a small bit you know so we do a rough outline what does the week look like okay, we're both here these days, let's try and get some meals, let's do it, you know, a roast chicken on a Sunday, some leftovers for the lunch in the week, little stuff like that adds up to, to, to our house running smoother, to be honest. Um, it's not groundbreaking by any stretch, but it just keeps us on track. Uh, if we're eating better, if we're drinking our water, those sorts of things, then ultimately that we will feel better. We're, you know, with more energy in the tank. Um, just just the show keeps moving uh, you know it's it's a less stressful week yeah 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 well it's 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 back to what you said earlier about simplicity it sounds to me mm. like you try and make things and keep things as simple as you can for yourself yeah do you know what it wasn't really a conscious thing until i'm saying it now it, it does sound like that all right um i suppose they're just the small things in my control that i can just chip away at 
they're not they're not big things um and I suppose maybe I just feel better ticking them off like okay that's organized that's good and in my head there's a bit of organization and we're we're set up I like being organized yeah yeah sure um and it's also it sounds to me you again going back to something you said earlier about understanding why we eat so um one that one of the triggers i know for me is you know i can you know is when i'm stressed is i, I will reach for sugar um and things like that so but i, I kind of know that and i have particularly in the, going back again to what you said about covid like covid was a real opportunity for me to do a big reset on you know lots of that stuff um so i i'm more conscious now when i reach for the sugar you know like what's my mood um why might i be doing that now does it mean i don't not all the time but if I'm a bit more conscious of it, I can maybe not reach for it and tell myself that no, I don't need that right now because that's just going to shoot up my stress levels even further. So um, it's things like that. Um, I think that I'm hearing you from you as well, which is I know what that's, what this piece of food or this type of food is going to do to me. So I'll need to avoid that or just stay away from it. And I make other choices. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I'm not immune to it myself either. It's we all love sugar. We're hardwired for sugar. Um, I just can't have it in the house. And I think maybe that was another thing from COVID is a lot of people, while it was an opportunity in one sense, it was a challenge for others because the kitchen might have been where they were working from or they had access to the fridge all the time, which meant snacking and different things. Um, so I suppose it's like you said there, it's been aware of these habits and just aware of it you know how they affect us it, it it's down to us the discipline and whether we pick it up or not after that but I suppose I think the real power is in knowing how the food works in our body what it does and I really feel that's what's missing in today's societies people don't understand what's happening when they eat food be it good or bad um, and you know if we don't understand from a basic level then you know what hope do we have when we go out to the shop and you have to climb over the the biscuits and the cookies to get to the till you know it's you really have to go out of your way to eat healthy and kind of stay stay on a healthy track these days i don't think society is is particularly um there yet you know there's more there's more rubbish for sale than there is healthy stuff which is a pity but hopefully the title will start to change yeah, yeah, absolutely. And obviously they can come to Bioga and yourself for, for Absolutely, guidance. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll set them straight. I'll give them a few tips, yeah, for sure. Yeah, fantastic. Um, our our strap line, as you know, in, in, in Below the Line is live well, perform better. And I always ask um, our guests just from their own perspective, um, what what do they think that that means to, to, to them? To me, it's kind of like we were talking about there, live well, perform better. If I'm roughly on track, track the majority of time with, you know, my bit of yoga, a bit of walking to kind of just getting proper sleep, um, you know, eating well, then I definitely perform better. And, and performance for me isn't, you know, out running marathons and Ironmans and all this sort of jazz. Um, performance for me is, having enough energy in the tank to keep going all day to, for my brain to be working, to be mentally sharp, I suppose. Um, and to just not get overwhelmed with it, with our, um, with the to-do lists, the work list, the home list, the, the baby list, the, all, all the different jobs and tasks we have to do. So for me, that's what my performance is really. And I, it, it definitely comes back to the kind of the four pillars of health, in my opinion, like diet, movement, sleep, and exercise. If any one of those um, 
or sorry, I said movement and exercise. Stress was the other one I meant to say there. So stress, sleep, movement, and diet. If any one of those gets gets tipped the wrong, the scales in the wrong way, you know, the whole table starts to rock um, on us. So I suppose I try keep those uh, as under control as I can, or, or, or keep chipping away each day, uh, working on those so I can perform better. You know. I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> that makes total sense. And I love the simplicity of it. And this, there's four pillars and just remind me of them again. So movement, diet. So movement, diet, sleep and stress. I kind of call them the, the four legs of the table. Yeah. yeah. Um, talk to me about stress and food, because um, I know we, we talked about that earlier, but this idea of, you know, your mood and, and the food you eat, what do we get wrong about that? Or what should we know more about that? Yeah, good question. So I suppose stress is a funny one um, in that even if we're eating the perfect diet, if we are super stressed for whatever reason it may be, um, we simply mightn't be getting enough of the nutrients we need. We're going to burn through them faster. Um, so we're going to have a higher demand on the body for them. Also, if we're really stressed, chances are we're kind of stuck in fight or flight mode instead of rest and digest mode. You know, our nervous system is out. So we mightn't be digesting the food as well, absorbing the nutrients as well. So again, we're, we're, it's kind of you're kind of on the back foot there. You have a higher demand, but yet you mightn't actually be getting the nutrients from your food. So I suppose stress management is huge in terms of one, making sure you're supporting the body from a nutrient level, but also emotionally and mentally as well. We need to, um, you know, we, we need to really if there's a hole in the bucket, there's no point keep topping it up the water. We have to figure out what the hole in the bucket is. And so we need to do some sort of stress management. Um, you know, some things we can deal with straight away are, are, you know, like put in tools like meditation or yoga or walking or breathing, whatever it might be. Other stuff is ongoing. You can't deal with straight away. So you'll have to just kind of figure out, um, figure out a strategy that works for you, you know, or maybe it might be to see somebody get a bit of professional help. Um, it's but stress isn't to be ignored. It's a huge um, it's a huge weight on, on the system and the body. So I would I would always encourage people not to try and brush it under the rug and just kind of deal with it as best you can. Talk to me about um, just your views on I'm, I'm talking to you or we're talking now in um, um, at the beginning of kind of winter or autumn winter. So what should we be thinking about um, in terms of winter and eating or seasonal eating at the moment, do you think? So I guess generally immune is the first thing that pops to my head uh, here. Immune health. We're coming into the kind of colds, cold season, change of weather, all that jazz. Um, I suppose I. Yeah, I, I, winter always kind of strikes me as knuckle down and hibernate time. You know, we're talking soups, we're talking stews, kind of hearty food. But I, I find this always great opportunity to just load them with vegetables, get the nutrients in and blitz them all up um but also like even just kind of immune supporting in terms of like vitamin d um it, we often see the headlines but you know in ireland they'd say a, a supplement is a good idea from october to march because the we don't get the the uvb rays here um so that's when i definitely be thinking about working into the winter regime um and just uh, just kind of um be realistic on your health goals, you know, just rest, get out for fresh air and nourish the body. Again, it's back to the basics. Um, don't don't go crazy over Christmas with all the chocolate and the junk. Have a bit, but don't lose the run of yourself and then have to do this whole make or break diet in January. You know, just just keep 
keep loosely on balance all the time and we're, we're you'll be fine i love it love it yeah absolutely and it it um something um that i i've only probably started to tune into in the last couple of years really is this idea of listening listening to your body because it does tell you what it might need or what it doesn't need right now because maybe oh well, the temperature's going up so you don't need a big bowl of porridge now you know that type of stuff and um, it sense it seems to me like that's something we should also be trying to do a bit more of oh yeah i mean the body is always trying to give you little telltale telltale signs of what what it wants or doesn't want for that matter um you know like in clinic when i meet people i'll always look at their nails their skin um even sometimes i ask them to stick out their tongue um you know there's you can see little marks little ridges um you know even in terms of skin people will be like oh well i've always had that dry patch or this redness here or that's the body trying to tell you something there's a bit of inflammation or a bit of you know something going on um so it's the same with aches or pains or you know bloating or um itchiness or tiredness and anything any sort of a symptom you have the body's trying to tell you something so it's really important to kind of just tune in and listen and i'm not saying become a hypochondriac either you know obsessing over everything but just give yourself a chance to actually feel into your body how do i feel do i feel good do i feel strong am i you know as, as my digestive system do i feel bloated do i feel light what, what do i feel you know i think everyone's so busy just go 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 or on the phones or stuck to things sometimes we just forget to tune into ourselves i agree and uh, you know we often in below the line talk about this idea of you know um in our deeper knowing we know these things um it's, it's just a question sometimes of just stopping for a second and tuning into that and sometimes that only happens when they're sitting opposite you or myself or somebody else you know in a coaching or a consultative capacity and you're just asking someone you know what do you think you know, X situation or that physical manifestation is trying to tell you. And often people know it. Um, and, you know, it's the uttering of that. That's often the first step in, right, well, how do I tackle this? Or how do I, or how do I even, first of all, acknowledge it to myself and then start to go looking at tackling the problem? Oh, yeah. I mean, again, that's one of the things I love about my job is having the, the chats with people in clinic for in their consultation. Um, they like you're saying there a lot I, I hear regularly um, at least once a week is I never thought about that until I was filling out your form or until until we were having this chat um, and reflecting on it uh, pe people just as I said they're they'd often come in for say weight loss and that's the main goal but then you know it would accidentally come out oh sure I've always had that rash on my arm or that um, you know I only have a bowel movement once a week or whatever that's just me I've always been that way but actually once you delve into it that those are the that's the body trying to tell them something and that's what we need to address and then the weight will happen you know it, it's funny what people just kind of brush to one side or ignore almost yeah or again that idea of um you know carrying a rock around and it could yeah. be really heavy but after a while, you kind of get used to it. So physical ailment, ailments or whatever it might be, um, they can they can be those rocks that you're just when you, it sounds to me like you're pointing out people, you know, you're carrying a massive rock around, you know, like, is it not time to drop that rock or do something about it or whatever it might be? And it also sounds to me that some people are saying, geez, I'd, I'd completely forgotten about that. Or it just it's so so much a part of me and my life, my story, etc., that I, I, I just ignore it. 
yeah, they'll have a lot of over-the-counter medications um, that they're just, oh, sure, I have the, the Rennie for that or the Gaviscon for that, and I take this for that. You know, um, it's just the weight loss that I wanted to come in for. And once we actually get a, chatting about it and see the relationship of, well, some of the foods you're eating that are contributing to the weight might also be contributing to the reflux or the, you know, these sorts of things. So it's always interesting. And I, I, I love when you can kind of see people's brain turning over, kind of going, oh, I, I never thought about it like that. Um, that's that's how I get my kicks in work <laughs> sad as it is but it's so satisfying when people leave with a different frame of mind kind of going god I just never realized yeah, that yeah and, and armed with a couple of things that they can just start taking action on uh, exactly yeah basic things that will have a big yeah, impact yeah and um, I have two more questions to ask you um so i just in terms of um your work in terms of organizations and seeing into lots of different organizations, what do organizations get right or wrong about well-being or wellness, do you think? Oh, it's um, a big question. Um, I suppose from, from my experience, there's a huge spectrum. Um, you know, it'll range from, I worked at one company and they arranged, they had like their health week and we did like individual consultations for all the staff. We had little appointments. I had a room there for the week and people came in. Anyone who wanted an appointment could come in and we did, you know, um, X amount of appointments per day and everyone has something different. So at least every staff member got to be heard. You know, some might have, you know, uh, female hormonal issues that were really crippling them and uh, affecting their working performance or their attendance, others might have digestive issues, all sorts of things. So I think when you can kind of help the staff on a, a, an individual le level like that, then it helps the team and so on up the way. So like stuff like that works really well. Um, others will do uh, talks. Uh, we might pick a topic, um, you know, uh, it might be energy, it might be sleep, it might be a mood, this sort of thing. So you'll catch some people with that. But I suppose that's the beauty of the individual ones. You can get into the nitty gritty of whatever is bothering that particular person. Um, I, I, for me, I love doing those sorts of things. And I think people get a lot out of them. And then it's also a conversation starter as well. Or people will be, um, you know, how did you get on with the nutritionist? Or what was your, you know, I bring a body composition scales and there's uh, off this, this something that there's a lot of feedback on funnily enough is this metabolic age thing so it gives the the algorithm looks at like your fat mass your muscle mass all this sort of thing and gives you the the your metabolic age it estimates it um that was a huge talking point in one company it was this ongoing competition between who was going to be older and younger and how could they change it and can we get you back to see can we change it um so it it varies and then then you can meet some people who they're, they're just not into it you know they're that they don't want to change their so it, it really varies but I suppose what I always try and do is just fi find something that everyone can relate to um you know it, it doesn't have to be groundbreaking and if they feel in any way better isn't that a great thing um you know or even to get them thinking differently or or raise the awareness like we were saying we, we know certain stuff is bad or good or so maybe when they go into the shop they might think twice about before picking up the mars bar or you know this sort of thing i kind of digress there but i suppose th that's what i see in companies anyway yeah well it, it, it you know we're, we are we're all familiar with come in could you come in and give a talk on a, on a topic and you're right sometimes that'll be what kind of kicks a few rocks loose for someone mentally and starts to get them thinking. Um, but at the other end of the scale is almost like Jenny or an equivalent is coming in. Um, so 
go meet her and you know have that conversation and you know get that more one-to-one support that's fascinating um could i ask you just lastly for anyone listening to this um uh you've mentioned you know just start with small habits or whatever but just this idea of for anyone listening to this and thinking gosh you know i i need to do something about my diet or my health what's the one piece of advice you, you would give to someone for um as to what are, where is the best place for them to start oh where's the best place to start i suppose um place is to figure out your goal what is it you want to achieve um if it's a health goal in what way do you want to feel better kind of define it so there's a you'll know when you've reached your goal almost if it's just too vague you'll float forever and uh, and you'll never get any sort of satisfaction and it's hard to put a plan in place if there's no concrete goal at the end of it but i suppose think about what it is that you that you want to change or want to achieve and then work backwards as to okay well who is the best place person for that um you know that's the, that's the first question on my questionnaire is what is your health goals um so we can we can kind of lock them down um i suppose i i'd always encourage people to kind of think in terms of like obviously i do we work with food nutrients and that's going to impact the body you know mentally physically all that sort of thing but what we don't um what we don't hear a lot of is about emotional issues as well i've i I talk to a lot of people who have kind of emotional blockages and that's stopping them um achieving their health goals be it weight or they might have um you know um disordered eating or, or, or various different things um and sometimes there's an emotional or a stress that's weighing on people heavily as well that they don't realize so i suppose think about the body in terms of what you're putting in but also from like an a body work perspective with a little bit of acupuncture or reflexology or you know something like that be of benefit to you it, it, it's it's not as much as obviously i'm a nutritionist it's not all about the food sometimes um you have to look at the body as a whole um so i suppose determine what your goal is what would you like to achieve and and then work from there really is where i would yeah, go yeah um, that's fascinating i mean again one of the um kind of phrases that comes up regularly in our work is the issue is never the issue um um and i think you've just hit on something really interesting there um emotionally you know the relationship you might have with yourself uh the story you're telling yourself about your the world you're living in or what you're doing etc etc can um spark these you know diet or health choices that might necessarily be helping you that's that sounds to me yeah you've just you just kind of cracked open a door there for me about you know um and hopefully for other people listening about gosh yeah that that link between uh, emotions and diet and food and all that type of stuff that's fascinating oh it's so heavily linked and i see it all the time and some people are aware of it and some people aren't um so it's 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 very interesting um because i suppose some people will kind of almost sabotage their own efforts in their head with their internal dialogue or some people have been through you know awful experiences or trauma or different things that they just haven't processed and they're still carrying it around like this rock we were talking about and until someone kind of says hey you need to put that rock down. I'm, you know, I'm going to help you. You need to find the right kind of um, um, professional or therapist to deal with whatever that might be to to help you there. Um, so it's 
Yeah, it's the body's complex, but I love it. It's so interesting. Um, and I suppose that, that it brings us back to that old tune into the body. What are you feeling and, and go from there sort of thing? I mean, I, often, you know, I would always encourage people to give us a ring here. We'd have a quick chat on the phone, see are we the right fit for you. If we're not, I'd always kind of try to give someone a steer as to, you know, maybe this direction might be better if I don't feel that we are the right um, professional for them. Um, or we would we would work alongside lots of other professionals as well. And sometimes you get results far quicker when you have a team approach, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just on that, um, just before we finish up, you know, where can people find you um, and get into contact with you? Uh, so, yeah, we are on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bioganutrition.ie is our website. So bioga is spelled B-E-O-G-A. It's uh, Irish for vitality um so you can find us on social media or the website or drop us a line um and we'd be happy to have a chat yeah, with yeah. you fantastic fantastic um jenny i knew this was going to be um fascinating and inspiring and so it has proved so thanks very very much for um giving me uh, giving me of your time and um just sharing so much of your experience your knowledge i really really appreciate it you're very good to do so Oh, you're most welcome. I enjoyed the chat. Thanks very much. I hope um, there were some interesting nuggets and not just me waffling on. <laughs> no, no, there absolutely was. Thanks a million. Great. Uh, well, listen, thanks very much for reaching out. I appreciate you thinking of me. Thank you so much for listening to this week's conversation. We hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard and want to stay in touch with us, then please head over to www.belowtheline.ie to subscribe to our mailing list and to explore our upcoming programs and events, including our Elemental Leadership Experience, coming up on the 2nd and 3rd of March, 2023. Until next time, take care and thanks for listening.